You have a pimple on your forehead. You have a pimple literally on your entire face. <laughs> like, everywhere on your face is pimples. Yeah, but mine blends in by now. Like, yours is like, no, whoa, you no, got a pimple. No, it doesn't. <laughs> no, it doesn't. You got the makeup. It's Carly back on the couch with episode number seven of the Netflix and Chill Horror Podcast. And as always, I am joined here with JP, son. Heck yeah. And today is JP's pick. So for this week, what did you pick? I picked Evolution from 2015, but had its debut in wide release form via Netflix in 2017 had like a festival circuit run last year it made a few top 10 lists i've seen it around so i was familiar with the film based on that i decided to go with it yeah yeah, yeah. so evolution it is a film that is directed by i believe a Fran- french uh director and it's a female actually so one of you yes <laughs> that is correct that is what we are <laughs> you want to say that name <laughs> Want to give it a go? Uh, Lucille Hadzi Holly Lee Lovick. I think you might have added an extra Lee in there, but I mean, that seems legit enough. You should try. Lucille Hadzi Holly Lovick. That's exactly what I said. Uh, you said Lee. No, I don't, no, it looks no, like, no, okay, no, whatever. No. It's cool. It's cool. All right. So uh, she actually wrote and directed this film. Uh, with a couple other writers that are, I'm not even going to try to pronounce more names. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we'll just stick with, uh, Lucille. And basically this film is a, uh, like I said, a French film and it is a French, Belgium, Spain co-production. The language is in French. And like I mentioned earlier, it is getting its official wide release via Netflix. Uh, this director, uh, I am somewhat familiar with her work. I have not seen any of her other films, but I do know that uh, she worked on, as a writer, she worked on Enter the Void, uh, which I've heard things about. And I do know that she is a notable French director. Like I've, I think I've heard people review one or two two of her films before she hasn't done a whole lot i guess innocence would be the other film that uh, if i'm remembering correctly i might have might have heard something about but it's always it's always hard with films that are titled innocence you know yeah. <laughs> it's such a common type of name there's probably hundreds of films called innocence uh anyway so we're gonna get into the synopsis on this one here if you want to carly Alrighty. Uh, it says, The only residents of young Nicholas's seaside town are women and boys. When he sees a corpse in the ocean one day, he begins to question his existence and surroundings. Why must he and all the other boys be hospitalized? I think that's a pretty solid description, courtesy of the IMDB, or yeah. as the Exploding Heads homies call it, the B? I think they call it the B, or do they call it the D? I think they call it the B. Yeah. The B. It's on the B, Holmes. Um, so, yeah, uh, Evolution. This is a film that got a little bit of buzz uh, last year towards the end of the year. I was seeing it pop up on some top ten lists. But it was mainly people who go to the festivals and have access to these films. Like, this is a film that I would no way be able to see until 2017. So it is eligible for 2017 top ten lists, in my opinion, under my uh, sort of um, criteria it is available whether it'll make it well you know we'll get to that and thanks to everybody who listened to last week's episode which was um the santa clarita diet episode i know a whole lot of people didn't get a chance to check it out because we did go spoiler filled yeah but we're back to spoiler free um even though this film is probably going to be kind of hard to talk about without spoiling so uh, with that said, let's go ahead and hop into the film. So, what do you think? <laughs> well, 
I mean, starting off, like, my first impression was it had really beautiful visual things. Like, the lighting was really good and just, like, the thing, like, he was filming the ocean and, like, it was just very... She. 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 The director (laughs) of this film was filming the ocean. I mean, technically, if you really want to break it down, it would probably be the director of photography... Or the camera uh, operator yeah. or something. Whoever could have been had the camera. <laughs> but it was the director's choice to film the ocean. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I thought that was pretty nice. And then, like, the location, the setting was kind of eerie because it's just, like, this weird, like, tiny, like, island, I guess, with just, like, it says women and boys are the only ones living on it. So. Yeah, and this is a film that doesn't specifically come right out and say like oh there's only little boys and women on this island unless you read the synopsis you wouldn't even know that until you got because i didn't even read the synopsis and Mm -hmm. you know at a certain point i might have heard somebody mention in a review so it didn't take me long to figure it out but i was like hey where's all the men you know because i kind (laughs) of had forgot about that and i was like oh yeah i think this is that film where they mentioned that so i actually um wish that i remembered the reviews because I would be curious to see what people's thoughts are on this film. I even messaged uh, Brandon from Exploding Heads earlier today, and I was like, hey, have you seen Evolution yet? Because I just wanted to bounce um, opinions off of somebody else before we actually sat down and recorded the review. Because we spoke very little about it yeah. when we watched it. I know I just asked, like, yay or nay, and then you know I just gave my yay or nay type thing just to see where we was both at. But we don't really talk about the films before we get into the reviews on this show. And, you know, I, I, I do got to, you know, reiterate what you said about the beginning of the film. Um, certain movies, to me, are instantly interesting or captivating based on, like, establishing shots. And right away, I was interested in the film simply by the mood that it set in the first five minutes, mm-hmm. the um, colorful palette of the ocean. And when I say colorful... I mean that in a weird way because there's there is a lack of color in this film, but it seems like the ocean is a little bit more vibrant. But everything else seems kind of washed out in like brown and gray. And well, I and, liked how the like the boys like pants and like the starfish were like bright red. Like, yeah, that but, seemed to pop out. But like I I agree, like everything else is just kind of like very like different colored. shades of dirt. Yeah. <laughs> and rocks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, even, like, the buildings, like, they're white, but they're, like, a, you Yeah, know, very dull. Dull white. And, like, even the, you know, uh, females, they all have sort of a reddish hair. Not all of them, but, mm-hmm. like, it seems like a dark reddish hair. But it's not even, like, a bright red, like, vibrant hair. It's, like, washed out looking yeah. red hair. Like, like a, a, a dirty red hair almost. And... Um, they're all like pale skin. Yeah, part. you actually—it's hard to tell like people apart because I think that all, was intentional. Yeah, I thought so too. Like even the boys too. Like I had trouble telling apart, and then like yeah, the girls were all just very dull and plain looking. Yeah, which was interesting. So they—they they were. I think it was intentional that all of the adult female characters kind of looked similar. Um, I think it lends to the mythology of this film, which is not really established as we are watching the film. Like, it's definitely one of those films that the classic style over substance, it 100% is style over substance. Now, when I say style over substance, I mentioned this before, I believe, on this podcast and others as well. I don't mean that there is no substance. I just mean that there is a stylistic choice over a narrative story. And that is this film, in a nutshell. Uh, most of the film, if not all of the film, you're wondering what's going on. Mm-hmm. And if you're like me with films, there's so much to really say about the style choice in this film that I, I'm hoping that I'm not going to jump around everywhere. But uh, just to start off, like some of the things that I was thinking was, anytime I watch a film like this, I ask myself, is there an answer to these questions? Does the director slash writer know what's happening but choose not to inform the audience in a direct way but choose to inform the audience in an indirect way via, you know, sort of um, subliminal type things or, uh, 
you know, sort of undertones and things like that. Yeah. And anytime I watch a movie like this, if that answer is no, then I'm mad. Yeah. If I don't think the director knows what they're, you know, trying to say and they're just doing weird shit for the sake of doing weird shit, then I get mad because I feel like that's not good filmmaking. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I would have to agree. And, like, with this movie, like, I noticed... Like, you're right about the style over substance, because there's really not a lot of dialogue, mm -hmm. but it keeps me wanting to know what's going on, just because it's like you're constantly, like, staring at the script, because this is subtitled, too, so I'm, like, constantly waiting for someone to say something and, like, see, like, okay, what's going on? Are they going to explain it? But, like, my main problem with this movie is that, like, I was kind of left confused. Like, I knew something weird was going on, but I feel like... I didn't figure out exactly what that weird thing was by the end. Yeah, this is a weird movie to talk about because, A, there's not much to spoil because there's really not much told to you. And there's mm -hmm. no real reveals. There's, like, tiny ones here, but they're nothing that you wouldn't really expect, you know, judging by what you're seeing early on in the film. And also, it's... A lot of suggestion it's a lot of up for interpretation so it's really kind of hard to spoil something that you don't really know what it is yeah, you know yeah. What I mean? so it, at this point i think it's just a lot of the, um theories and you know sort of um just up for your own sort of opinions on what the film is now the other thing that i like to think when i watch movies like this is what is gonna happen by the end like, if I'm watching a movie and I am intrigued in a movie like this, sometimes I expect for all the cogs to fit into place by the end for me to be like, oh, I see what they're doing here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I didn't really get that sense in this film. Mm-hmm. I kind of – I kind of got a little – I got like a – piece together portion of this story what I think it kind of means but even when I come to that conclusion and I decide what I think that some of the things sort of mean I'm not overly impressed with what it is what yeah. I'm coming up with so on one hand I, I feel like there wasn't enough there for an intelligent viewer like myself which I do consider myself an intelligent viewer I've watched a lot of movies like this mm -hmm. and I usually could come away with something so the, I don't think there's enough for an intelligent viewer to really grasp and really fit together a story or a narrative. But also, I'm confusing myself talking right now. Yeah, like I honestly, <laughs> I didn't know, you said you were trying to piece together like your idea of what the movie meant. And like mm -hmm. I couldn't even really do that. It was almost like trying to piece your dreams back together after you mm -hmm. wake up to me. Like I couldn't even think of an explanation like, the ending, like, I see what happened, but I'm just, like, why was what was happened previously, like, what was going on there? Yeah. So, um, basically, to sort of let you guys in on what's happening a little bit in the film, is we have um, an island town. It's very small. Um, is All we're shown in the film, really, is, like, the, the oceanfront the little villa which is like made of like like stone it's kind of like a i don't know like like something maybe middle, middle eastern like, or something yeah yeah that's what it made me think of i don't know what you would call that type of setup but. yeah and we only really see like the interior of like one building and and a hospital mm and and that's kind of it as far as like set pieces go. And there's really nothing in the buildings either. There will be like yeah. a table, chair, and bed. Yeah. So, um, at first you might be thinking that like okay, this is um, maybe like a period piece or something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you might be thinking, okay, this is in a like second or third world country. Yeah. Or something like that. Um, but I was kind of thinking that it was modern the whole time, just in sort of a, a you know, section Weird. of the world that we mm. don't that doesn't really get a whole lot of light shine on it. Um, so besides that, we have one character that we're kind of following, who's a little boy, 
But even that character, we don't learn much about. Like, no. there's not a lot of dialogue. There's not. There's barely. There's little to no exposition. Yeah. At all, and you're kind of just sitting in the dark most of the film, and that's fine to do. And I did like the mystery. Like, I was very intrigued. Like, and I I watched it last night, and I was like almost like in a hypnotic state while watching it because it is very beautiful like if anything if you're going to say anything about this film the director definitely filmed a beautiful film yeah definitely one of the most beautiful i've seen in a long time actually yeah it's it's very pretty to look at it has a great atmosphere to it um very mysterious like dreamlike atmosphere yeah and um we're seeing just a lot of scenes of things that are not really explained to us you can kind of piece together for the most part that it seems like that the title alone in this film is a hint at what is going on here Mm -hmm. and it's some sort of evolution whether it is a pre-form of our evolution or a post-form form of our evolution that's sort of up you know not really explained right away or maybe even at all um, is this what we used to be? A form of us that, like a missing link perhaps? Or is this something that we're going to become? Um, it's basically, uh, you, you look at like any sort of animal or like history of a species or something, something that lives really close to the water mm-hmm. is, you know, partially like a, water-dwelling creature you know what i mean so i'm not really saying that these people that we're following are creatures or anything but they definitely have some sort of uh different attributes to them Mm -hmm. compared to us so we noticed that um that there is no males there's no adult males and it's like i actually didn't even really think about that until after i watched the movie like i wasn't paying attention to that until i saw the like synopsis and it was like only women and boys are here and i'm like oh yeah so i think that that is a key i guess clue to what's going on because if you look at it and you see okay there are only grown adult women and little boys Mm mm-hmm there are no little girls. There are no adult males. So at first you might just look at it like there's no adult males. Yeah. But then you look at it, if you look closer, you'll be like, oh, there's no child girls either. Yeah. So what does that mean? And I really don't know. Like, I guess, <laughs> like, you would think that it's like, okay, do they raise the boys and they become the women? Or do... Uh, the the boys stay boys and the adult women stay adult women and then they sort of inbreed somehow there. Mm-hmm. Like they, I was like, because they definitely start to show some of their breeding processes. Yeah. But I really don't have a clear idea of, of what it is. I just know that the women need the boys to breed or vice versa. Mm-hmm. I don't know how though. I don't think they're having sex or anything like that. No, it's... I don't think there's any child molestation going on. <laughs> I, think, I think it has to do with the, like, hospital stuff that's going on yeah. somehow. But yeah, like... so I feel like they are... There's a word for it. I'm not a scientist, but there's a word for being able to reproduce um, without sex. Yeah. It's like asexual reproduction or some shit like that. I don't know. Yeah, sounds legit. <laughs> sounds legit. What <laughs> is the goal with that? Yeah. Um, but... Are they hermaphroditic? Maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Or do they... It's it's really kind of not answered as far as I can tell. Well, it's good that you brought up like about the guys not being there. The men, grown men. Because that does kind of open my mind a little bit more. Because yeah. I really wasn't thinking that far into it. But, I mean, that doesn't really answer any of the questions. But, like, it gives out more interpretation mm-hmm. ideas. Yeah, um, there is a scene where we see, um, like, an orgy of sorts. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's sexual. Um, and I don't really understand what that was supposed to represent. Was that supposed to represent childbirth? Or was that supposed to represent um, using some sort of, uh, you know, 
technique to stay the way they are or something yeah. like that. I don't I don't and really it was like, know. It was a dark scene too. Like I couldn't really yeah. couldn't really see what was happening completely. So I really don't know. But Yeah. Um so at the end of the day, like what I sort of took away from it is the, there's this village where only little boys and grown women exist. Whether they make it that way, whether they are going in and messing with things to ensure that it stays that way, mm. that's another question. I don't know. Are they self-sabotaging uh, their race to only be this way? Or is it even sabotaging at all? Is it something that is better for them? Th- these are all questions that I'm sort of wondering while watching the movie and I'm kind of looking at it like, okay, well, it could be this, it could be that, it could be this. And at the end of the day, like I, I, I think that I just came to the conclusion on my own terms that, okay, I don't know why, but there are uh, adult females and uh, children males, and the adult females must do things to the younger males to create life and whether it's it it, judging by certain things that happen in the film i think that it's not good i guess yeah especially judging by the ending um and i think that one of the mothers has a strong bond with their child maybe and doesn't want to keep doing it Mm -hmm. is kind of what i was getting but I'm not really sure. And I think that that's like one of the biggest problems with this movie is that I don't know if there is this type of answers. Yeah. I think that the director was trying to show like a coming of age, uh, prepubescent um, look at males, but in the role of females or something. Yeah, because it even says like, why do I have to do this? And the mom's like, oh, because you're, like, getting to be that age or something. Yeah. So, like, I think that the males, the children, are actually the ones that are reproducing. Yeah, it's reversed rules. Yeah. Instead of an adult woman birthing children, it's children males who are birthing children (laughs) but i don't know is it are they birthing adult females are they birthing little children (laughs) little male children it's really weird i'm pretty sure it's like children but then like i don't know about the females like are the females just the same females forever that are just there and that's like they just stay that age forever or something because like yeah or like do they the, can't be birthing like grown ass women. Or are the male children eventually become the adult females? That makes sense too. I don't know. I mean, it, like sense is a strong word for that, but I don't really know. I also was wondering, and this is just like they don't. There's not a ton of evidence to this. But I also was wondering if there is a little bit of social commentary on pollution in this film. Um, if all of this has to do with, and it's very, very, very minor um, hit towards it. If it even is at all, I could be misinterpreting it. But I was wondering if, and I'll talk to you about it after the podcast. I think I kind of know what you mean already. And I was wondering if it had something to do with pollution, like an anti-pollution film. Um, Because of the ending, like, shot kind of? Yeah. 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 So I I was wondering if that was, if this is more of a mutation Mm -hmm. and not, like, necessarily in, well, I guess mutations are evolutions, technically. Yeah. So... I was wondering. I, actually, the more that I think about it, it probably is. Because, mm-hmm. like, and then, like, all that kind of, the beautiful, like, shots of, like, the nature and stuff kind of mm-hmm. makes more sense. Yeah. With that theory. Yeah. Yeah. So, what's up with the starfish? I was wondering, I was going to ask you about that. It seemed, it was like a symbolic thing, it seemed like. But, like, I really don't know. Because, like, 
Yeah, he's like keeping that starfish as a pet, isn't he? Like in a bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. It's it's one of those things where it's like, oh, like there's a starfish, and, and it keeps coming up in the movie. Yeah. Um. It, it, it's kind of weird because like I was thinking that the starfish was significant, or at least maybe it's significant in foreshadowing the type of things that they are like yeah that's they, what i'm thinking too but. because they do have like those suction cups and and stuff like that mm-hmm. so i'm wondering if that's what it is um the, I, this film could have definitely benefited from a little more dialogue even if you're yeah. not going to explain things i feel like the character development wasn't necessarily there for the any of the characters but mainly the lead male character who we're following Mm -hmm. like we don't really know anything about him like we can't really necessarily like him or root for him because we don't really know him yeah and i've argued many many times in the past like you don't need to like your characters but when you're talking about a film like this which is like literally just a film about like shots and following one person like you kind of need to know a little bit about him Mm. i really really am torn on this movie because i liked it and i was very intrigued but i find it very difficult to really interpret what the the director wants me to interpret or what their intentions was and if they even had intentions for the viewer to interpret yeah Uh, that's frustrating to me and i i think that frustrating is one of the fatal flaws in any movie like i don't want to be frustrated by thinking of the movie um i like when there are answers they don't necessarily have to tell them to me but i need there to exist answers mm-hmm. and i find it like you know i'll just reference a film like this like the film cemetery man um which you have not seen but we reviewed on 22 shots is very confusing sort of not necessarily in the vein of this but you know similar like style of just um not explaining everything uh but i feel like there's tons of answers in that film like it's all answers but you Mm. just have to look for them this film i'm not sure i'm not sure if there are answers yeah it was it's very hard to wrap your head around like i mean there was like it kept me interested but like that's always a problem with me if i feel confused towards the end and then like Mm. i ask other people hey is there an answer to this and they don't know the answer either because sometimes i'll miss stuff and like it might be my fault but in this case it was just like there's so much that you just don't understand well you watched this before me yeah and i did you did mention that it was kind of confusing so i made uh which i mentioned that we don't really talk much about it but that is one thing that you did mm. mention to me so i made sure to pay extra close attention to this one yeah I and hoping. i didn't get anything further than probably what you did yeah i just have a basic gist of a concept that i yeah you I thought up good ideas but even like the ideas you think of like you can't really come to a conclusion after them yeah They're it's just like, like tiny theories <laughs> there's just like a idea and it's like on a blank page and then it's like there's just a thousand question marks around my like this whole, idea. <laughs> this whole time we've been talking, you've been saying stuff, and I'm like waiting for you to be like, oh, here's the answer. And then you're just like, oh, I don't really know. And then I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I really, really, really do not know what the hell is going on in this movie. I have basic concepts, but even those are, are highly questionable. Uh, I do like that the film had uh, like good music and it was shot well, and I love the setting. I just wanted a little bit more from the director. I wanted him to bring it a little bit more. And and there's definitely... This director, I, I feel like, is definitely one of those directors who um, take the art side of filmmaking very seriously. Yeah. And that is sometimes a flaw when you're um, trying to have a career in filmmaking and you want to uh, appeal to as wide of an audience as possible... I don't think there's many directors who just go in there and be like, I want 10 people to see my film and love it. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly what I thought too. Like, this isn't going to appeal to just the general audience who's looking for something fun to watch late at night. Like, none of my friends would appreciate this movie. And, like, even I was kind of, like, just like, eh. 
Like, I wasn't really feeling it, but I just know, like, no one's really going to like this if they're not really big into horror and appreciate filmmaking. Well, I wouldn't even say horror, because this is not really a horror film, per se. Yeah, it, it's more... It's more of, like, a art house drama. Yeah. Um, and art house filmmakers would probably love this. Like, um, Jeremy, who loves two things in life, it seems like. He loves art house films and he loves French films. And this just happens <laughs> this to be both, both of them. <laughs> I would actually be very curious to hear what he has to say about it. I'm actually going to tell him to watch it because mm-hmm. um, he's a pretentious douchebag. So oh, right. <laughs> this okay. seems right up his eye. <laughs> uh, I really am curious to go back and listen to podcasts that had this on their top ten list from last year. I know Shockwaves was one of them that that did have this film somebody mm-hmm. from shockwaves just to see what they they had to say because i don't remember what they had to say mm-hmm. and honestly when i haven't seen a film i like to tune out what they have to say because i don't really want to know much about a movie before i watch it especially when i'm judging it for my own potential top 10 list uh and whew, is there anything else to say about evolution i mean like for one thing what were they eating was that like it looked like they were eating ground-up starfish and, like, I thought that was kind of disturbing, like, for horror aspects, mm-hmm. at least. It yeah. was gross. And Good. then, like... Cool bringing that up. Yeah. And then, like, the hospitalization. Like, I'm just naming, like, random horror elements that kind of disturbed me. Like, mm-hmm. there was, like, close-ups of, like, bellies being, like, poked. And I don't like... Yeah. I don't like anything near my belly button, <laughs> personally. That's just, like, something that makes me feel queasy, so... Yeah. Like, I did appreciate those body horror type things. I do think that what they were eating was supposed to be something similar to that of what a, um, you know, water animal would eat. Like a yeah, yeah. It was or like something, sea- you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it looked like they just went into the ocean and, like, scooped up whatever yeah. they could find. Um, as far as the, you know, actual gore and stuff like that in this film, um, one thing that always 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 bugs me and it's not necessarily even like the cutting it's whenever they put that little plastic thing with the cutout hole over something they're going to operate on doctors or whatever and then they rub that brown yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, that's like, what i anti- was iodine or whatever <laughs> yeah they did like they like when i would donate blood that's what they put on yeah. you and it creeps me out because it's just like this it just feels like this wet substance they're putting uh, on me and i know what's coming next and i'm just like oh no yeah i used to donate blood as well yeah. Um, and I, yeah, but like so that always kind of it, it. It's like the anticipation Build of up. the slicing that actually gets me more than the slicing itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I used to be afraid of needles, but now I'm more about the buildup. Yeah. Of the process. Yeah. So um, this this movie uh, a good good thing bringing up like some of the horror moments because we didn't we really talked about this movie and didn't mention anything mm-hmm. along the lines of horror <laughs> at all. Um, it's definitely not a scary movie. Um, yeah, I wasn't creeped out. Yeah, it's just there's some some levels of body horror going on there, and that's kind of it, you know, just a lot of questions. So yeah. um, did you want to hop into ratings? Yeah. Do I go first or do you go first? It is my pick, so, oh, so you go first. Yes. Um, yeah, with, like, the confusion and everything, that kind of turns me off from movies a lot but for the visual effects i thought that was an a plus um i came in with a 5.5 out of 10 for this one i mean i would check it out if you're into like artsy type movies and style over substance but yeah just like the unanswered questions did not do it for me so that really hurt the rating for you yeah yeah uh okay so i'm coming in a little bit different and uh, I did not – I actually really enjoyed this movie. I'm not going to lie. I do think it's a well-made movie. And my criticisms on not being in touch with what's going on is sort of um, floating criticisms. Like they can go away because if there is all this interesting stuff that the director was actually saying that does exist, then my criticism should not – for being against that type of stuff you know what I'm saying so um, right now uh, I'm gonna come in at a this is kind of hard because I I don't actually 
I was someplace and then I kind of talked myself down a little bit. So, um, let's just go with a 6.5 out of 10. Uh, so I was at a seven before we started Dang. recording. Um, I did talk myself down a little bit because I do think that some of the choices made in the film, uh, some of the stylistic choices over some of the narrative driven aspects of the film, um, doesn't really appeal to, um, your average film goer, including myself who does mm-hmm. like a wide variety of films. Yeah. And that's what affected my rating too. I thought like, well, this is okay to me, but like, I know most people probably aren't going to love it. Mm-hmm. And you gotta, you gotta work on that type of stuff when you're making a movie. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, well, if, but if there are all these answers and I'm just too dumb to pick them up, then it's not really fair for me to criticize the film for those aspects. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of torn on it, really. So I decided to just um, go with 6.5. I do think it's worth watching. Yeah. Um, but definitely not at the top of the queue. This is like something that you watch on Netflix when, you know, it's uh, it's kind of dying down and you don't really have a bunch of stuff in your queue anymore. Um it does have like a one star on Netflix. So the, the average <laughs> yeah. film goer, I actually heard a few people say that it was complete trash. So, um, mm. we'll see, we'll see how, you know, it more, when, once more reviews come out, we'll see how it goes. But yeah, that was evolution. All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed our review of evolution. You can check that out on Netflix if you so choose to. And JP, what else was that that you wanted to talk about before we got on out of here? Yeah, there's there's a few things. First of all, if you haven't joined our group page, please do. You know, that's something we want to throw out every once in a while, pretty much every show. Yeah. It's it's still a little low in numbers, but it's becoming more active. And speaking of that, I try to share news that's happening in the streaming world on that group page. And there's a few things that happened over the last two or so weeks that – um, I thought were noteworthy, and I figured we could have a quick discussion on them. I'm really trying to get more involved in the world of streaming because I really never was in the past. Like, I own Netflix, and I would watch it occasionally, and that's pretty much it, mostly for non-horror things. Yeah. But now that our whole show is centered around streaming, I'm trying to bring that more into my world. You know, I'm trying mm. to, to see what's going on in streaming. Before, I just didn't care that much when I seen something pop up on Netflix or you know, something get announced for Netflix. But now I'm starting to get really involved in it. So the first thing that I wanted to share and, and talk about really quickly is Death Note, which um, I was not super familiar with. The only thing that I knew about it was that Adam Wingard was adapting it. And Adam Wingard, of course, is a director that really made a big splash on the indie scene with uh, a film called uh, Horrible Way to Die, and then he did Autoerotic, uh, What Fun We Were Having, and then he got his first like real big budgety type movie, which was Your Next, and eventually did segments for VHS, VHS 2, as well as ABC's of Death. He did uh, The Guest, which a lot of people loved, and then he got his first like huge studio movie, which was Blair Witch, mm. which a lot of people hated. I know you loved yeah, I did like it. I didn't think it was that bad at all. Yeah, you actually got scared by it. I yep. referenced you in our review, and I'm pretty sure you were creeped out too in the theater. I did. I, I admitted. I was yeah. like, yeah, there was some there were some creepy moments to it. Yeah. Um, and moods did not want to hear that. But anyway, <laughs> uh, he also is tagged on to do the I Saw the Devil remake, which is, um, I believe a. a Park Chan Wook film or Wook Chan Park, however you Asian. I don't know if you know how like. Yeah, that's their like. Isn't the names are like backwards or reverse or something weird? Yeah, something like like that. that, Yeah, Um, but he's also working on Death Note, which is now completed, I believe, and is just in in sort of post production, and it's going to get released later this year. Anyway, a trailer came out for. I never, ever, 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 ever watch trailers, but because I wanted to talk about it on this show, I figured I would watch the trailer. I won't even get into why I don't watch trailers. It's been well documented by this point. Listen to our other pod, my other podcast. If, <laughs> you know, you're curious about that. I've, I always talk about it. Um, 
but Death Note. So the trailer came out. It's more of like a teaser trailer, I would say, because I think it's like under a minute long. Yeah, it's not uh, very long at all. This is a Netflix original film, and I do not know a ton about the source material, but just based on my very, very limited knowledge, from what I understand, it was an anime that was adapted into, or it was a manga, which is like a book. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like a, I guess, similar to like a graphic novel. Yeah, yeah, I it think. Is. And it was adapted into an anime film or TV series. I can't remember. It's a TV series. I remember back in school, like, a lot of kids really liked that one. Oh, so you're actually familiar with this then? Yeah, yeah. Like, people were actually pretty big fans of it. I myself don't really know anything about it personally because I'm not... I've never gotten into anime. Like, a lot of people... Like, mm-hmm. love that, live for that stuff, but, like, I, I don't know, it just doesn't appeal to me. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I know, it was actually pretty popular for some people back okay. in the day. Alright, so that's interesting, I had no idea you knew anything about it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so it was an anime, and apparently this is, like, a live-action adaptation of that. And, first of all, let's just briefly say what we thought of the trailer. What did you think? I thought it looked pretty interesting. I mean, I kind of knew about the story beforehand, and I think it's cool to like turn that into a live action movie. Like, mm-hmm. it looked like it looks pretty good. Like some of the scenes looked crazy to me. So I'm de- I'd definitely be interested in checking it out. Yeah. So uh, I thought it looked cool. You know, it, it, there's not much to go off on the trailer. I thought yeah. it was like okay. Uh, I'm down with the concept, like, there's a book that if you write somebody's name in it, they die or whatever. Like, that sounds cool to me. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's good enough for me right away. But um, then, like, getting into, like, the, you know, reveal of this trailer, like, it just seemed like nothing but hate, man. <laughs> like, it was just – I just seen a bunch of people talking about how, like, oh, this is nothing like the source material and stuff. And, like, I understand that. Mm. gripiness a, a little bit because if i'm very close to something like here's an example resident evil like resident evil is probably my favorite or at least top five favorite games of all time the original resident evil in the mansion the spencer estate i love that game umbrella corporation jill chris wesker barry rebecca all them people love it love that game snake battle and you know the zombies and the survival horror about of that it. game it's awesome anyway the, the the film is absolutely nothing like the the yeah, original I've heard. um and i understand that like i i don't take it personal or, or whatever and you know anytime you ever hear like a stephen king adaptation or anything people are always like oh well the book was better well of course the book was better but it's it's what you read first it's uh you can explain more in a book than on film it's just that's that's the way it is. Like rarely is a film adaptation better than a book. Yeah, you can't have every scene in a movie. And like you said, like books have more detail in them. Yeah. Like what do you like you can't expect them to be on like camera like reciting the lines <laughs> from the book cuz yeah. then it's not going to be good. Yeah. So um you know that was that was uh something that I noticed that was uh like people were just like pissed off that mm-hmm. That this shit was like not like the source material, and I don't know. Like it, it, it kind of it it bugs me a little bit because I'm just like, I'm like, I don't really care if it's like the source material that much. You know what I mean? I'm not familiar with the source material. That doesn't bug me. Like I think like they even um, were saying something about how like the original. I think I read people saying, like, the original was, like, an Asian guy and, like, this is, like, not an Asian guy. So fucking what? Yeah. Like, who cares? (laughs) Like, even, (laughs) like, I haven't really read a lot of books, like, before seeing movies, but even when I do do that, like, I don't, like, I expect it to be different. Like, you can't expect it to be exactly the same. Yeah. And, like, I understand, like, animes, I know they're done really well. So I can understand why, like, hardcore fans would probably be a little bothered by it. But, I mean, like, what are you going to do? Like, it's going to be... Yeah, it's I live mean, action. <laughs> it's, it can't be, like, exactly like an anime if it's for real. Yeah. And another thing is, like, honestly, dude, like, 
Netflix appeals to a mass audience, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and most of that audience is not, like, fans of anime. So, yeah. honestly, like, I just, I think that probably it was, like, a good choice to change some things, you know? Yeah. Like, anime does not appeal to everybody, including me. Like, I don't like it. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I've I've tried to watch a few things, and... Mm-hmm. And I'm just not into it. Like, I can watch it if I'm with a group of friends or something that likes it, but I would yeah. never go back in and watch it by myself is yeah. my thing. Yeah, so um, I understand, like, certain aspects of, like, if you are really close to the source material, like, yeah, of course it's going to make you a little bit mad when they cha- go and change a bunch of things. But mm. I was mainly talking about, like, the ridiculous reaction that I seen to some of the people and it was nobody in like our group or like 22 shots or anything it was mainly like people just on the internet that were just like just bitching up a storm and it's like whatever you know like it's i think that that stuff's a little silly sometimes but um like i want to say that (laughs) for one i don't really think that the characters that are in anime look asian at all anyway they look yeah, Ameri- honestly, they look like, American you- to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I never even thought about that. Like Americans draw like in cartoons, like the Asians look like Asians, but anime is like its own different. They got those like huge square eyes and like yeah, you couldn't even tell if what they were. Yeah. Um here's here's a funny comment. This on the original post that Netflix did, uh it says this is from Robert Bolin. And he says, anime fans are such offensive, uh, obsessive elite. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> obsessive elitists. They want anime to be more popular, but every time an American studio tries to make a live action film based on an animal anime, they act like it's the worst. It's worse than cancer. This movie looks fine. If you want an adaptation that's so painstakingly identical to the anime, then. It, that it just ends up looking like a cosplay convention. <laughs> <laughs> then watch the Japanese live action films. This looks like an actual movie with real effort and production value put into it. Given the premise of Death Note and the general style and appearance of this trailer, I imagine the Netflix movie will be very popular among anyone who's not some elitist weeboo anime snob. You know, that kind of sums it up for me. That's like the, the vibes that I was getting. Maybe a lo- I would have said it a little less dickish yeah <laughs> but, them yeah um but then uh th- i mean that guy has fifteen thousand up likes or whatever they're called you know <laughs> so that's pretty crazy and then this guy actually has three thousand likes he says that's because and this is a little bit of a counter that's because we don't want adaptations or original films based on you're absolutely right some of us complain too much but we just want everyone to experience these stories how they should be uh I don't know, man. I mean, like... You could want me to want to experience... You can want me to see your anime stuff, but if I'm not interested, I'm not interested. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's but, like the same with books. Like, if I don't... Like, some people don't like reading, and they just like watching movies. That's why they make the adaptation for that book. Yeah. So everyone's got their own taste and stuff. Yeah, and honestly, I would... Look, look, look at it this way, right? I would probably have never seen Death Note, period. Yeah not on my radar at all but now that this movie come out can't is coming out yeah i'm interested in knowing what it is Mm -hmm. so if anything it made a person who is completely not interested in anime the only anime that i've ever 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 got into was dragon ball z which i love i love dragon ball z i still watch it to this day and but i don't like anime i've tried to watch other things i just don't like it um, Dragon Ball Z was just it, I liked it because of the story. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, so I'm now interested in Death Note. So mm-hmm. if I like this movie, I would see the source material. If I don't like this movie, I still might see the source material because I want to see like what everybody's so mad about. Yeah, yeah. So if anything, it got me kind of interested in something that was nowhere near my radar. So I just say, chill out, homies. It's just an adaptation. The original source material will still be there. It's similar to how people get when people remake things all up in arms and stuff. I gave that up a long time ago. So mm. that is our little sort of talk on Death Note. And the the other thing that I wanted to sort of bring to the table, and this was reported by Variety. 
uh, com. And if you want to read some of this, Carly, go ahead. Get ready to say goodbye to star ratings on Netflix. The company is getting ready to replace stars with Pandora-like thumbs-ups and thumbs-downs in the coming weeks. Previously given star ratings will still be used to personalize the profiles of Netflix users, but the stars are disappearing from the interface altogether. Netflix VP of Vice President Vice President <laughs> of Product Todd Yellen told journalists on Thursday during a press briefing at the company's headquarters in California that the company <laughs> had tested the new thumbs up and down ratings with hundreds of thousands of members in 2016. We are addicted to the me- methodology of A slash B testing, Yellen said. The result was the thumbs-ups got 200% more ratings than the traditional star rating feature. Netflix is also introducing a new percent match feature that shows how good of a match any given show or movie is for an individual subscriber. For example, a show that should close to perfectly fit perfectly fit, I, I screwed up fit a user's taste may get a 98% match. Shows that have less than a 50% match and won't display a match rating, however. Hmm. Dude said that the company completely relied on its users' rating titles with stars when it began personalization some years ago. At one point, it had over 10 billion five-star ratings and more than 50% of all members had rated more than 50 titles. However, over time, Netflix realized that explicit star ratings were less relevant than other signals. Users would rate documentaries with five stars and silly movies with just three stars, but still watch silly movies more often than those high-rated documentaries. We've made ratings less important because the implicit signal of your behavior is more important. All right, so... um one thing that I'll say is is we also got a – well, first of all, this comes with anything, 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 anything. If it's YouTube or Facebook or Snapchat or anything that we use daily, when there is change, people get mad. Yeah, I'm, I'm guilty of that with social media. 100%. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have always been more – I'm going to sit back. I'm going to wait. I'm going to check it out, and if I don't like it, then I'll get mad. I'm not also going to jump and be mad right away because I know that it takes – things take a while to get used to. Yeah. So I'm the type of person that I'll give it a good couple weeks before I get mad. And YouTube is one of the biggest ones. I've been on YouTube as a video maker and a video watcher. A video watcher since YouTube's mm-hmm. you know creation like 2005 or something you know when it hit yeah. big time. Um, but I've been making videos for like five or six years now. Mm. I've seen it change drastically many times. My, it just changed today. I noticed that there's a new subbox yeah. feature where it's like, um, you know, like most important subscriptions videos or something like, <laughs> like a highlight reel of, of like, Hey, like these are the ones that you probably want to click. Mm-hmm. Um, so like. I am aware of change all the time, and I've experienced it, but I've never gotten, like, pissed. Now, when the, when this first was announced, I read the headline, Netflix is getting rid of stars and adding thumbs up, thumbs downs. And I was like, oh, that's lame. And everybody else was, oh, that's lame, that's lame, that's lame. Like, nobody said anything positive. Yeah. Now, after reading the article, which, by the way, is another huge goddamn problem in social media world. No one reading. Nobody the reads crap. the article. <laughs> yeah. They only read the headline, and they just judge their opinion off of the headline. And it it's could be crazy. from like three years ago, and not even relevant. But or fake. Yeah. Um. So, I actually read the article, and instantly after reading the article, I thought that it sounded better. I thought that it sounded like it made more sense because. It's more of a personalization thing, Mm -hmm. Um, like, what do you like, right? Like, if you're rating – it's not what you think is good. It's what you like that it's trying to, to, you know, appeal to more because I I use that argument with my ratings in general. I rate something a nine – 
But I might never want to watch that movie again because it's not something that I'm like super interested in. Yeah, it, yeah. I just know that it's a good, well-made movie. And there is a difference to me. Like I like stuff like Critters and I like stuff like um, – Movies that like uh, Mosquito and stuff. I know that those films aren't nines or tens, mm-hmm. but I love those movies, and I would rather watch them over like The Shining for me or like, The Exorcist. You know, yeah, I know yeah. The Exorcist is a ten. I know The Shining is a ten. I don't want to watch those movies like ever. You know, unless I watch them in the theater or something. <laughs> but so I kind of understand what they're getting at is like they mentioned it that people will rate some sort of you know really well made documentary a five star. And they'll rate something silly a three-star. And yes, something silly like some stupid Adam Sandler movie is not a great film. Mm -hmm. So I give it a three. This documentary, Blackfish, was amazing. So I give it a five. But I don't want to watch Blackfish all the time. I want to watch the stupid Adam Sandler comedy that I could just throw on and eat to. Yeah. Eat while I'm watching. So I understand where it's like it's trying to give you recommendations based on what you watch and not necessarily what you think is – a great thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of get that. I kind of get that. However, I want to be recommended the great things because I don't watch a lot of Netflix just for fun. And I got to be honest, when I first got Netflix, I used the rating features all the time. And then it started rating me things that I didn't want to see. It started recommending me things that I didn't want to see based yeah. on those ratings. And I and it came down to like, well, I do rate things that I don't necessarily watch all the time high. That doesn't mean that I want to watch more of it. It just means that I watch it this one time and it's really well made. Yeah. You know? So I do like the like and not like thing. But at the same time, I pretty much like everything. Yeah. To a certain extent. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. So I don't know how they would – if I see a really shitty horror movie and I give it a thumbs down – that doesn't mean that I don't want to see horror movies anymore. Yeah, that's kind of a very, like, at least with the stars, it could be, like, uh, average three, like, perfect mm-hmm. five. But, like, a like or a dislike is just very, like, to the point. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I don't know, guys. Like, I'm kind of torn on it. But I do think that it's a decent experiment. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, um, we'll have to see how it plays out to know if it's going to work. And honestly, like, I don't... I pretty much know what I'm going to watch on Netflix before. Yeah, I was going to mention that too. Like, like I know what I like. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I don't need things that tell me. If anything, like, I think that Netflix, you know, Netflix used to be awesome when -hmm. it first came out. You could actually search by year. You could search by title. I mean, not by title, but alphabetically. Yeah. Like, you you can get a list of everything available for streaming and search it that way. Now it's like like hidden or something it's like they almost don't want you to know that they don't have that much stuff or something mm-hmm. it's weird you can't look at you can't browse at everything and search by year anymore like i hate that they yeah. took that away they made it to where it's like these blocks of like oh here's some movies it's like well yeah, why, you why can't to, like, you show me all the horror search. films yeah i know like all of them i don't want to see like supernatural teen screams yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i hate that so much That's and there's so all funny. these tabs of like subgenres that i like just give me a list of all the fucking horror movies dude yeah and i'll pick one <laughs> that's the one problem i have with netflix yeah so anyway uh i think we're gonna get out of here now that's we just wanted to kind of comment what do you guys think um do you guys like the uh, the new system after we have explained it to you on exactly what it is? Because I, yeah. I know you bastards didn't read the article yourself. Um, but yeah, uh, what is your <laughs> opinions on Death Note? Am I being too harsh? Am I like being too harsh on the anime fans? And they're like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> you don't know what's good. And stuff like that. <laughs> All right, guys. We're going to vacate the couch for another two weeks, and we'll be back two weeks from now. It just sounds so much better to say next week, next week. We should go weekly or something. Yeah, no, that would no, be. No, no, no. <laughs> maybe, maybe one day. Maybe, maybe one, one day. day. If everybody like, if everybody downloaded the show and got us in the top ten of horophilia all the time, then yes, yes, yeah. we, would, we would go weekly. But one thing that I will say, guys, check out the iTunes feed. Subscribe to it. I know there's so many people that didn't crossover from when it was in the 22 shots like if you listen to this on youtube please subscribe to our itunes feed um it's a quick easy way to get the podcast you can get it through apps like itunes or if you're on android podcast attic is like my favorite app so use that anyway we're gonna vacate the couch for another two weeks i'm jp i'm carly see you next time